Fashion Questions. On each episode, we ask a different question to retail insiders about the fashion industry. This is where they share their views and insights. Brought to you by Hive. The group's fashion portfolio includes Moda at Spring and Autumn Fair, Pure London and Pure Origin. Stay tuned. Welcome to Fashion Questions. Brands and retailers are realizing that it takes time, resources, and additional spending to truly make their content resonate with their customers. There was a 22% increase in the search for what is content marketing, and many businesses are still taking their initial steps in creating a content marketing strategy, while others may be reluctant to spend their marketing budget on content marketing. Why do you need a content marketing strategy? This is the question we're focusing on today. I'm Lena Vash, content editor at Hive, and with me in the studio is Charlotte Williams, a content and business consultant and former vice president of content at Ken Lyons, an international festival of creativity and the largest gathering in the creative marketing community. Good morning, Charlotte, and thank you for being here. I start with a very simple question. What is content marketing? So, um, content marketing, well, it's a term that's banded around an awful lot, but most simply, it is a way of connecting with your customers through um, content that engages and entertains and educates. So, it's a form of marketing, I guess, that doesn't look like marketing. So in a world where something like 89% of marketing isn't even remembered, um, it's a really powerful way to connect because really it, it's a way of reaching people without being bombarding or aggressive um, or any of those things we associate with marketing. Brands and retailers are feeling more pressure than ever to deliver results, with 55% of successful marketing strategies focusing on improving the quality of content, while 46% made SEO a priority and 41% focused on creating more video and visual content. Is there a winning formula in terms of marketing strategy? Good question. Um, so I think when it comes to you know, a marketing strategy without um, going too much back to basics. You, but you do have to look at the fundamentals, of course. I think there has been, you know, a well-publicized shift recently towards more performance marketing, digital marketing, um, you know, the sort of marketing that generates immediate results that please um, your CFO and and your your directors. But I do think that you know, we need to look at what we're trying to build with our customers and consumers. And that really is about building trust. So um, to go back to those basics and forming those relationships and trying to, um, you know, create an engaging strategy, you really need to look at, at what works and how you do that. So I think there's a lot of, um, there's a lot at the moment of, um, attention given to these sort of shiny new object technologies or NFTs or whatever it might be. But I really think it's important to to go back to basics and look at what um, look at what builds that relationship. And and I always think it's about and research does back this up to an extent. You know, it's about a big creative idea. It's about storytelling. It's about marketing that is empathic and that is um, engaging. 
Um, and it's really about about entertaining and educating um, rather than necessarily bombarding people with digital banners and, um, you know, paid emails search and, and email. Yeah, it, absolutely. I mean, I'm not, I, I think there's a place for that. I don't think it's one or the other. But um, I do think um, I would sort of go back to um, Peter Field and Burnett, who talk a lot around, you know, 60% brand marketing versus 40% um, performance marketing. You know, having those two working in tandem is really important, but I do think the emphasis has shifted a bit too much towards performance. Um, yeah. And do you think it depends of the nature of the business and the size, or, or that doesn't really matter? I think definitely there are um, considerations. So if you're, I'm working with a startup at the moment, um, for example, and, and for them, of course, like it, it's about building brand awareness. It's about getting the product right. Um, it's about, you know, making sure that, that we've got a strong content marketing strategy and that will, and, and thought leadership, and that will come before having a an SEO strategy, for example. But if you are a, a mature brand, you've been in the market a long time, you've got very strong brand awareness, it, I think you need to maintain that, but you're probably going to be focusing more perhaps on a sales activation or search engine optimization. So it does depend where you are in the journey, um, for sure. Apart from the tactics of improving the quality of content, SEO and creating more video content, what else can brands and retailers do to increase brand awareness and attract more traffic to their website? That's the million dollar question. Yes, <laughs> that is the million dollar question. Well, again, you know, I think um, it's clearly about thinking about what's in your content, right? So so I think you have to think about the messaging as much as the structure and the channels that you are doing. Um, but also, you know, that we, we are seeing that there are some, some more effective um, ways to engage consumers and to tell a story. Um, and one of the ones that, you know, is proving to be really effective is video marketing. Um, I mean, I was reading something yesterday or the day before, but that's saying that TikTok um, has surpassed um, Instagram and Facebook together in terms of people engaging with it. And, you know, I think the average user is spending about 26 hours a month on TikTok. So, I mean, that's phenomenal. And that's gone up, I believe, you know, by eight hours in the last few years. So it, that's a very compelling um, case that shows that short form video is effective. Um, and I think there are many psychological reasons for that. You know, people do tend to, you know, once they're invested once in something like that, they're, they're, they want to see it out. It's entertaining. It doesn't feel like, um, hopefully, most of the time, marketing, you know. And I think the more authentic content um, that there is, the better, which is why you've seen some really interesting case studies so you know brands like um duolingo who've done brilliantly on tiktok because it's just been really funny and they've sort of laughed at themselves and then you know brands like chipotle who've done loads of fun stuff that's engaged um a younger age group so i definitely think that video content is is highly effective and one that people should be paying attention to um but you know it, it's the whole customer experience um from beginning to end that's that's really important. So as much as having great 
video content. I mean, I think what we're we're seeing is that customer experience is, has never, I mean, we've always known it's been important, but that end-to-end from the top of the funnel until delivering that product or service is just, there are so many exceptional examples now that you don't need to compromise. So unless you are getting, you know, the product that you want delivered in the way that you want and the follow-up that you need and want, then you're just not going to survive as a brand. Um, yeah. How about partnerships with industry influencers? Will this continue to be a good way of increasing sales and revenue or will it become less effective? I think it will become more effective. Um, the creator economy is booming. Um, I know it's currently at around, a, it's worth a hundred billion um, US dollars. It's just huge. And I don't think it's going to stop any time soon. Um, I think that people are less inclined to engage with polished um, content, the sort of content that is um, looks too slick. I think we're seeing like a real resurgence of that like raw, authentic, like slightly um, scrappy content. I mean, that's certainly the work that was um, a trend that we saw when I worked at Can Lions is that kind of, yeah, it, it, it's less about the polished um, craft and it's more about um, engaging people with with really personal and authentic content. So I do think it's going to grow. I think you're seeing, you know, you're seeing a lot of these platforms investing in the creator economy. I know, um, you know, even LinkedIn, you know, a very traditional or, or has been considered more of a traditional um, B2B site is, is rolling out um, a creator accelerator program. Um, TikTok are doing some really interesting things with creators and pairing brands with creators. So, yeah, I don't see it going away um, at all. Whether we'll reach a tipping point and people will get bored of it, I don't know. But I don't think it will be In soon. Future. No, exactly. <laughs> Online users are becoming savvier in their mm. purchase journey and their attention span is also quite short. So it's harder and harder to improve customer loyalty and engagement. What can be done about this? Yes, I mean, absolutely. I mean, I think it's about, you know, getting your fundamentals right, of course, which I've talked about, which is around your overall customer experience so that people do want to stay. It's harder to... Uh, once you've, you know, people are inherently quite loyal, mainly through convenience and through, um, you know, ease. They want to stay. But that that way of um, acquiring them in the first place is becoming more and more competitive. Um, and I think customers are beginning to switch off. Um, I think that, and they're becoming more savvy, of course. I mean, I think that there clearly has to be like a strong value exchange between um, a consumer and a brand. So, you know, consumers are going to be more willing, people are going to be more willing to share their personal data and their preferences um, and their purchase intentions with brands who are giving them something in return. Um, so I do think there are things that brands can do, um, you know, around, you know, I was I was reading something talking about, you know, what what sort of content that customers are um, or people are prepared to see from brands. And that is, you know, if, as long as they've got a value exchange, like VIP offers, special um, incentives, um, anything that makes them feel special, then they're more likely to share their data. And I think people enjoy getting communications 
that feel more personal and feel more tailored to their needs. So I think that's a really um, a surefire way of, of getting customers more engaged and, and more loyal to your product. How can brands and retailers measure their content performance? What are the top content marketing success metrics? Wow. So metrics. I mean, I think there are various ways of, of measuring content marketing, of course. There's engagement, there's clicks, there's there's whether you're measuring it on, you know, generating customer leads, um, whether you're measuring it on sales, brand awareness. I think you, the most important thing, though, is just being really, really specific about what you're setting out to do. And not all content is going to hit all of those metrics, right? I mean, there's a whole raft of information that you can find, really sophisticated, inf sophisticated information on how to measure content. But I think the most important thing before that is just defining, of course, what you're setting out to do um, and then measuring against that and knowing that not every um, piece of content you do is necessarily going to achieve every single metric out there. So just being really, really clear. So if you're, you know, a podcast, for example, which we're recording now, um, I think it's going to be a very long time before you see sales conversion from a podcast, right? I mean, it's it's around brand awareness um, and getting people interested and in sort of the top of the funnel, I guess, traditionally is what you'd call it, that approach. Um, whereas, if, you know, if you're a producing a report um, where you're asking them to to input their details to receive that report, clearly that is a, a play on data and getting information and sourcing leads. So I think it's just about being really clear about what you're setting out to do. Um, so it's always important when you develop a strategy to have the goals clearly absolutely. set from the beginning. Yeah, absolutely. And it's surprising how many people don't do that, um, I think. And it's a fundamental, isn't it, is, is let's try and define what we're setting out to do and, what, and why, of course, yes. why we're setting out to do it. Yes. Um, how often should companies run content marketing audits? So I have worked at a few companies and we never ran them, I've got oh, to say, which is really, really awful. Um, I would suggest that you run them every 12 months. Um, and I think people just get so lost, don't they, on, the, on that hamster wheel of producing content and um, let's move on to the next thing, let's move on to the next thing, that they don't have time to reflect. And, um, I mean, that's probably just life in general. But I think a good um, objective is to do a content audit every 12 months because it, it sheds so much light, I think, on, you know, where you need to invest more, of course, where you need to um, rein back in on uh, what's working, what's not. Um, are you finding a new niche audience that you didn't know you had? Are there any more platforms that are more effective for your particular brand than than others? Um, I think it's critical, absolutely. And um, what are the most successful content types in terms of format? So... Um, I talked a little bit earlier about video marketing. I mean, I think short form video marketing is is really powerful um, and all the evidence is, is backing that up. It's interesting, right, because there's been this, 
you know, this well, fairly well-known banded around expression, around, you know, the average consumer has a six-second attention span. Um, I can see why that is a widely formed opinion, but I don't know if I necessarily believe that because I think if the content is really strong and compelling, then it's more about that piece of content itself than a consumer attention span. I think if you, it, you know, if there is a piece of content that's 20, 25 minutes, then actually, and it's really, really well crafted, I think that can be easily as effective as a six-second video. So you've got to look at the rise of things like podcasts. I mean, that's another market that's booming. And I think what's beautiful about podcasts is you really do you can escape everything, right? You can be walking a dog, put your earphones in, minimal distractions. Um, and I think that that is why we've seen such a growth of, of podcasting. Um, it's about not feeling like you're being interrupted. So that for me is really key. Um, and I think we'll see, I think we'll see just some really interesting, um, perhaps new ways of, of brands playing with content on on different platforms um yeah how important is creativity to develop a successful content marketing strategy oh very 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 um i think creativity is really the only driver of non-incremental growth and I say that obviously having worked at Can Lions <laughs> you know I don't work there anymore but for a number of years I, I've, I've seen the evidence around you know it having a really unfair advantage in terms of the sorts of content and the sorts of work that that stands out so I think people are often too focused on the media um, they think oh my god I want to do a podcast and we need to do a podcast we need to do a video strategy. We need to do this. And actually, really, you what you really need to do is think about what am I trying to achieve and why? And what's the best, biggest, boldest idea that will get the result that I want? So absolutely, I think in a, in a world where we are just deluged by content for the sake of content, having a brilliant, creative, bold idea is your the key to your success. Absolutely. So it's really important to think outside the box. I think it's the most important thing, really. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you have been working in this industry for many years. What are the main differences you have noticed? In content, yes. content marketing. So, um, I mean, I think we've just, we've just seen such an explosion, right, in different media channels, different platforms, um, the creator economy. I mean, you know, when I first started out in this industry, <laughs> this is a long time ago, we used to send faxes oh, to people. I mean, that, yeah, that goes to show how old I am. But, but you know, and I think that there are some fundamentals that, that won't change, right? So I think email is still really effective in its place. Again, I think I was reading an article that said something like it's, it has, it, you know, it, it beats paid social by 108%, right? So, so having a really, so email is, is absolutely, as long as it's personal and it's engaging and it's well-written and it's creative, 
is still really powerful. Um, but I would say definitely the boom in in um, in platforms, obviously the explosion. Um, but I do think a word of caution on that. Um, I do think what's really important is to do content on one platform really well rather than do content on every platform in a mediocre way. So that is my that is something I've really learned is that if you, you know, depending on your audience, pick a platform and do it really, really well. So do LinkedIn and throw yourself into LinkedIn, for example. Do TikTok if you like if you want to reach a millennial audience and you've got, you know, you've got that um that audience to reach I think do that really well but don't try and do everything at once because you'll just fail yeah well that's that's good uh, what are the key areas of content marketing investment for 2023 well <laughs> now I'm not a futurist <laughs> but I do read I, I do read quite a lot on this I mean I think there are some interesting shifts right I'm I'm a bit reluctant to call them trends but of course you know cookies we're, we're going to see the death of the cookie um which is interesting I think it's going to be a slow um process but what it means I think is well what it has to mean is that brands are going to be really really um focused on trying to get first party data um and trying to um get people to um, you know, engage with them directly, which means they will have to be more creative and have to be more tailored and have to be more per personalised. Um, I think the growth in video content isn't going to stop. Um, the creator economy is going to keep booming. Um, I think, you know, artificial intelligence, um, I don't know a huge amount about this, but I think it will change the way that Uh, content marketing is delivered. So for people who work in that field, you know, there are so many AI tools that you can now call on to almost like write your content marketing and put messaging out there. Um, but again, I would caution people not to bombard their audiences with with too many AI driven ads. A human is probably always better at writing them. But but, you know, so there's there's that. Um, I think they're probably the main trends. I think um, visual search is going to grow. So um, that will be quite a big investment area for brands. Um, voice technology is a, is another big one. So I think, you know, just the pace of of, of tech um, is is huge. And I'm not even going to talk about the metaverse. <laughs> oh, yes. Because <laughs> I'm sure you've got someone talking about that. But, you know, I think... Um, But always, let's just go back to basics and look at building that trust and that relationship, I would say. And and the other thing, um, sorry, I'm, I'm realising, you know, is, is the simplicity, right? So um, there's a huge, I, I think it's something like Millwood Brown produced a study, but, you know, if you are sending your audience one message, they'll remember 100% of that of them will remember that one message. The minute you're sending two messages, that number decreases to something like 60-something percent. When you're sending three messages, it decreases even more. So I think what that tells us is let's just try and keep what we're doing simple and clear. And I think in a world 
which is very cluttered and, and marketers are very keen to jump on the next shiny big thing. Just remember that simplicity really does cut through. That's a really good advice. Thank you so much, Charlotte, for being with us this morning. And thank you all for listening our third episode of Fashion Questions. Stay tuned. Mm-hmm.